This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am at UK time. Apologies for the uh, crazy weird start. Um, not really sure why the videos weren't rolling this morning, but StreamYard just keeps on throwing up these problems. I don't know why, but uh, it does. Um, anyway, good morning to everybody joining us. Uh, you'll notice that this morning I'm going to talk at kind of a lower, quieter register uh we've got people staying over at the moment and uh even though i don't want to not deliver you um the shows of course what i would like to do is is not wake them up so i am going to be talking at a relatively lower voice this morning but i hope you're doing good hope you're doing well thank you everybody for tuning in it's very much appreciated thank you to everyone that's joining us live in the chat box good morning to a1 to matt g black shine james uh, rich stevie kaiser granddaddy guna peter johnny alawale Odorile, Stephen, Red Star, Nav, Clock Orange, Maximius, Tony, Rob, Jose, Amira. Morning, evening, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world. I hope you're doing good and I hope you're doing well. Let's crack on with today's story, shall we? First of all, the Saudi window has now shut. And of course, Nicolas Pepe found his way out of the club with a move to Trabzon Sport. There's been conflicting reports about how much. Uh, Arsenal have kind of been able to get for that deal. Some suggest, I think Sky said yesterday, it was a free transfer. There's been some suggestions from France suggesting Arsenal got around £3 million for that deal. So I guess we'll still have to wait for final confirmation on that move. However, one player that didn't get the move and remains for the moment at least still an Arsenal player is Cedric Suarez. The Portuguese international remains an Arsenal player but could still leave. The Turkish window is open until the 15th of September. So there's time for Cedric to move on if indeed he needs to. Uh, and because of that, um, I, I say because of that, I have a feeling that he might stay. I just think this is one to keep your eyes peeled on to. Um, so certainly, stay patient. I think there's a real chance that Cedric might end up staying. I've not got that on any kind of authority. It's just a hunch. Um, we've, you know, timber out um, with what we're going to talk about in a second and the reality of what injuries can do maybe Cedric will stay. So let's wait and see if that indeed turns out to be true. Uh, Arsenal have received £2 million in a deal to sell Marcelo Flores to Tigres in Mexico, the uh, Mexican senior international. And we talked about this story yesterday. Uh, it was confirmed to be leaving the club on a permanent deal. But we now know uh, that Arsenal, according to Simon Collins of the Evening Standard, uh, back from his trip in Australia and doing some good work already, uh, has reported that indeed Arsenal will receive around £2 million for that deal. So a good amount of money for a player that, you know, never made a senior appearance for Arsenal and was being, you know, pushed out of any kind of opportunity in the senior side by the likes of Ethan Nwaneri. So to get £2 quid for a 19-year-old who's never played, it's a good little bit of cash through the door that will help Arsenal hopefully 
in the future as well. And of course, with him not costing anything, you know, that obviously helps. Now, during the international break, what we often see is players go and do interviews with the media and talk about things that are quite revealing at times because they're away from their club and their club's management and things like that. But a really good story from Alexander Zinchenko I thought I would share with you um, that he talked uh, on Footballers Live's TikTok about was uh, when he signed for the club. He says, Nicola Arteta came to my house with the general director. We had conversations about the way they see me in the club, which positions the project of the club and the structure of everything else. And then we were sitting outside because it was such a nice weather. And suddenly someone rings the bell. I said, sorry, guys, I need to open the door to maybe get a delivery from somebody. And there was just Gabriel Jesus behind my gate. And I said, no, nah, is this a joke? So the secret agent came to my house and we had a good conversation. All of us, that was a really positive one. So uh, Gabriel Jesus there, just letting us know uh, how important he was in the role of getting Zinchenko to Arsenal. What's really intriguing about this story, though, and what's revealing about this story is that, of course, when we signed Zinchenko, you will remember that we were on the uh, the US tour. And so was Zinchenko. He was out in the States with Manchester City. So that tells us that that meeting must have gone on quite significantly before Arsenal flew out to the US. And you'll probably remember as well that the, the interest we had in Lissandro Martinez was reported pretty close to, if not slightly during even, that pre-season period. So... It goes to show you, I think, a bit of an insight into how long these discussions and talks can go on, that you can have meetings with players before deals are agreed and things like that. So, yeah, very interesting indeed that Zinchenko was so revealing about that story. Um, uh, it's a great story, but quite revealing in, in more than one way indeed. Uh, another interesting piece of international interviewing has come from uh, Federico Valverde, the Real Madrid star and central midfielder, can play, of course, an attacking role, a player that I know a lot of Arsenal fans um, have really wanted to see him at Arsenal one day. Well, you could have done. Um, had things worked out differently, the player may have been an Arsenal player instead of being a Real Madrid one. Uh uh, Uruguay are set to play uh, Chile uh, in their World Cup qualifying and he's been talking about uh, his kind of relationship with Alexis Sanchez and he talks about kind of his time with Arsenal in which obviously Alexis Sanchez was at Arsenal. He says, I've always been grateful to him. When I went to train at Arsenal, Alexis was there and he was one of the few who came up to help me. I, al I will always be grateful to him because being a nobody, I was well received by him. He was there to help me when I was a kid as a footballer. He's an incredible player. And so... What's very interesting indeed about that story is, of course, it reveals that Federico Valverde did indeed come to Arsenal for a trial. That trial was either unsuccessful or it was successful, but the allure of playing for Real Madrid outweighed the allure of signing for Arsenal. So very interesting stories indeed are coming out over this international break. And it's great to see those types of stories, I think, come out also. Our headline story there is sadly not a good one. Um, it's also not a particularly revealing one because we aren't privy to much information about this. But Gabriel came off in the 85th minute of Brazil's game against Bolivia last night. He was pictured on the bench receiving treatment on what looks to be his thigh. Now, thigh injuries, to my best of my medical understanding, which you should understand is very minimal, um, usually come from impact situations and in the fifth minute of that game he received a rather nasty uh, clash just five minutes in he did complete 85 minutes in the game so my assumption would be that this is just precautionary um, kind of cooling of the leg that he received a bit of a, a bash on when he was uh, involved in that challenge five minutes into the game so 
but that's not confirmed and we've had no insight in from the manager or anything like about Gabriel's fitness and situation. Obviously, Brazil aren't done with their games. Brazil will play another one. Um, so we'll see if Gabriel is, is is or not in the squad. But uh, obviously, this is one of the reasons why I just cannot stand the the international break because situations like this happen and the potential of us losing players is just so incredibly frustrating. So, yeah, let's wait and see um, if there's any changes with this. But uh, I'm hoping that we don't have to worry uh, about Gabriel Magalhaes being a problem for us um, and being out injured. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But that completes today's first hand of the show and the questions are to come. So get those Q&As into the chat box. And without further ado, I don't think this video is going to play for YouTube, but yeah, let's wait and see. Uh, We're going to be back right after this quick break. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, um, it seems that maybe it did play. I'd love to know if you could tell me in the chat box if the video did play, because <laughs> according to mine, it, it didn't. So let me know. Um, but yes, let's jump into the chat box for the next 10 or so minutes to take some of your questions. Um, Matt says, uh, bar, an ice bath and he's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> the, the expert that is Matt Robinson in the chat box there letting us know. I hope you're right, mate. I really do hope that you're right. Um, it did play. Good stuff. Okay. So clearly it just doesn't want to play on my browser, but it will play for you guys. So it means that you saw like three different intros at the beginning of today's show, which is fine. I don't know what's going on. The, it's chaotic in StreamYard these days. Uh, Alison says, I hope that he's not injured. Me too, Alison. And I hope that will be that we're just icing on his, his thigh, that it isn't serious. You know, you'd be like on crutches or having it significantly strapped up, but just ice. You're hoping it's just a muscular thing that won't be too much of a problem. So fingers crossed it isn't too much of a problem. Uh, Tebow says, is Anthony any worse of a flop than Pepe? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I saw a tweet from uh, Robin Berner, um, who's formerly of goal, talking about this. Let me have a quick look. I'm sure that he put a tweet out about Nicolas Pepe uh, being a better player than Anthony is. Uh, Scott tweets a lot. Here we go. Uh, Nicholas Pepe is the biggest Premier League flop in Premier League history, right? 
Wrong. Nicolas Pepe, 72 million goals per game, 0.2. Assists per game, 0.11. Anthony, 82 million goals per game, 0.14. Assists per game, 0.07. Pepe, so far, more goals and assists per game than Anthony, despite being £10 million cheaper. So uh, <laughs> there's the answer to that question, Tebo. Uh, hilarious stuff. Hilarious stuff. Did I watch the rugby last night? No, I didn't. Uh, I've got friends over, as I mentioned, at the start of the show, which is why I'm talking in this monotone, low voice um, this morning and trying to not wake anyone up. But uh, no, I didn't. I'm not a massive rugby fan. I don't mind the, the World Cup. I have tuned in for a few of the World Cup games, but uh, it's not really my thing. Um so, yeah, I probably won't be tuning in for much of the Rugby World Cup, I'm afraid, mate. Football is is life. Uh, Gunners Forever says, is that the Real Oviedo shirt? It is indeed. Santi Cazorla is indeed on the back. If you want to see it in full, I did tweet it out yesterday and put it on my Insta story. So uh, you can view it in all its glory over there. Oh, it's a, it's a nice kit. It is a very nice kit. So, um, yes, it was basically, for those that didn't know, Arsenal's away kit. It's dreadful. Um, I think we can all agree on that. It is pretty bad. And I just thought, instead of buying that, I think I'd rather buy a kit that I like. And uh, with Santi Cazorla moving to Real Oviedo at the age, I want to say, of 38, 39. Um, he would be 38 until he turns 39. He is 38. He turns 39 in December. But until December, he is only 38 because that's how it works. Um, but uh, regarding... Kazola's move, he's moved back to a club that he obviously played at uh, his youth level, kind of where he came through in Spain, um, played there from the age of, well, it was 1996. So it was 27 years ago. Um, twenty Yeah, 27 years ago. So he joined as an 11-year-old. Um, he left the club as a 17-year-old where he then went to Villarreal, where he obviously came through and played in three separate stints, I think it was. He played for them between 2003 and 2006, 2007, 2011, and, of course, 2018 to 2020 after he went back after leaving Arsenal. And he's gone back to play for Real Oviedo, and he is playing on the minimum possible amounts that a player can be paid because he's just doing it for the love of playing football. And he is my favourite Arsenal player, of, I think, of all time. Um, modern era, absolutely my favourite player. And I never managed to get an Arsenal shirt with Cazorla on the back. So it was the last real opportunity to get a shirt with Cazorla on the back. And I took that chance this season. So there you go. Uh, Mr. Bravo says, Everton, Tottenham and Bournemouth. How many points are you expecting at the end of the three games? Uh, nine is what I'm expecting. And I think we should expect to try and get nine points at the end of those three games. Everton is a team we've not won at since 2017, amazingly. Spurs, we have a very good record against at home, but they are playing very well at the moment. And Bournemouth away, we we battered them last season and they've not really had a good start to the season to have Bournemouth. So I'm expecting nine points is what I'm expecting from that game. Um, JB says, what's your favourite pub in central London to watch games? I'm heading out there in two weeks. Central London. I can't say I've watched too much Arsenal in central London. Um, there's a good sports bar outside of Victoria Station. Um, if you go out of like the north exit and cross the road there's a good sports bar by victoria station but central i can't say that i know too much of of where you can watch things in central london for for games and stuff but that would be my suggestion so i can't remember what it's called but there's one just look at sports bars victoria station and, and i'm sure you'll you'll get uh, an answer but that's, i think that's the only time i've ever watched any any games in central because i'm usually going to watch games if i'm not at the game in north so yeah if you're in central 
have a look around. But I'm sure if you just Google some things, you'll get some tips uh, without too much of a problem. Um, Monkey Berry says, a nice kit, but I think the Real Oviedo is partially to blame for Marcelo Flores' failed trajectory. I mean, let's have a quick look of how many games Marcelo Flores uh, managed to play for uh, play for Real Oviedo last season. Let's have a quick look. If we scroll down, view full stats. Boom, 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 boom. He hasn't actually played in the PL2 this season. He played in the first, in the second, third, and fourth game so far this season. So he was actually involved with Arsenal's youth team before making that permanent switch. But last season, he played 13 games um, for Real Oviedo. They were mainly from the bench. And in the second half of the season, he was mainly an unused substitute. So I guess you could say that they are partly to do with that. But uh, I'd also argue that if he's not playing, you know, that's not just the club, but it, it is the player as well. The player has to fight for a place, has to justify a place in the team. So it's a bit of both, I guess. Um, <laughs> Aaron says I think I might copy you there TC stand up and model the shirt or it proves that you're just in your boxes I am not just in my boxes mate <laughs> I've said this before I've got shorts on I promise you but I'm not standing up I'm not doing it um let's go into the chat box a little bit more um Lucas says morning Tom Saka Alexis Perez start one bench one sell one wow <sighs> Start Saka, bench Perez, sell Alexis. Because that's what we did. So, you know, um, Perez, I love Perez. I feel like in this day and age of football, Saka is the one to have, um, which is kind of crazy. But his dynamism, his electric speed, his acceleration, I think that Saka's the one I would start. I know that some, you know, fans that are maybe older than me would think that's crazy because Perez was a brilliant, brilliant footballer. But for me, I have to start Saka right now because he's just he's just that good. And I think he suits modern football more than than Perez does. Um, and then Alexis uh, went to Man United, so you've got to sell him. You have to sell him. Uh, Aditya says, hi, Tom. Curious question, which is bigger and more important for a player uh, bearing the World Cup? Um, club games or international games? It's a really good question, actually. So like, what would an international manager rate as like a higher level of appreciation for whether or not they should play i think it's probably club but international games are important i think that someone like olivier Giroud has proven that international games are really important to didier Deschamps. um but i think there are other times where club games have influenced other managers in picking players over players that have done really well at international level so gareth southgate's been very affected by you know harry Maguire's use for england um so I think it depends upon the manager, mate. Um, I think it's one or the other. I don't think you can say it's one or the other. Um, I think it's one or the other for a, every manager. Um, I think every international coach would be different. Fuad says, who would you like to be England's next coach? Pep Guardiola. After that story, Pep Guardiola. All day long. All day long. Uh, Sharky says, based on our first target for left back, which is Lissandro Martinez, do you see that we will play the same with how we play with Zinchenko? Um, interesting. Do you think we would have played the same if we'd have signed Martinez instead of Zinchenko? I guess the intention would have been to play the same. Otherwise, they wouldn't have pivoted so quickly to another target like Zinchenko. So I guess that the intention was for Martinez to play more um, inverted and into the midfield. But it's difficult to see Martinez doing what Zinchenko does. And I think it was a very happy accident that we actually ended up getting Zinchenko 
instead of Martinez. So, yeah, I'm very happy that we ended up with Zinchenko instead. But it would have been interesting to see Sharky. And I think the intention was for him to play left back. So, yeah, that would have been very interesting indeed to see if it would have worked. Um, Tim says, are you worried at all about uh, all the players who in different interviews openly admit to having been tapped up? It seems easy for a prosecutor to prove if things got hostile between clubs. Um, I would recommend going and watching James McNicholas Gunnerblog's video on how a transfer works. Uh, it's a really good insight and answers this question really well. There's a bit of an unwritten understanding um, about what happens between clubs and players and the whole, in quotation marks, alleged tapping up of players. Um, it's kind of, it just kind of happens and it doesn't happen. It's happening, but it's not happening. It's, it's weird. Um, it's hard to understand, but it's difficult to not kind of reach out on an informal basis to kind of gauge whether a player would be interested in joining you before putting in a bid. Sometimes teams put bids in for players, you know, without having met with the player or spoken to the player. Sometimes they do it to try and tempt the player and initiate that contact. But there is kind of the unwritten in the shadows work that goes on but in transfers that's kind of just accepted because all clubs do it. So, yeah, I'm not necessarily worried, Tim, that that would lead to to anything. But we have seen, you know, at times clubs moaning about how other clubs have, have behaved. Maybe they've taken it too far. Um, maybe they've gone one step beyond what is deemed acceptable uh, in the unwritten rule. So, but it's a fair question to ask. But I think it's just one of those things that kind of, kind of happens. Uh, Amira says, respectfully, was Gary O'Driscoll the jinx? Uh, Gary O'Driscoll, of course, Arsenal's former club doctor, leaving for Manchester United. And I'll tell you what, they've had some terrible injury luck since he's gone. <laughs> it's completely unrelated, but uh, it's one of those conspiracies that you're not going to stop people from talking about. Anyway, um, I did say it was going to be a shorter show this morning, and it is so. But thank you to everybody that has tuned in. As always, I do want to uh, finish the show uh, on a sadly somber note. I just want to give my thoughts out to the people that currently are being affected by the horrific situation in Morocco. Um Hundreds of people have sadly lost their lives to a really powerful earthquake that's happened out there. And if you are listening and you've got friends and family or you yourself are involved in that in any way, I hope that you are safe and well. And I hope that you come through uh, this period, which I'm sure is going to be very, very difficult indeed. So my thoughts are certainly with you and I'm sure that the listeners are as well. Um, but for those uh, else that um, are fortunate enough not to be affected by that situation, um, I hope that you have a good day. I hope that you make it through the weekend and I'll be joining you tomorrow morning once again in this very somber tone and very uh, low register um, to talk more about what's happening in the next 24 hours. Enjoy yourselves, drop a like, subscribe, stay safe and well, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are out and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.